Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm your special guest host, Denise Winter, whom you know from Tony Shalhoub Daily, Instagram at It's Denise Winter. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show Monk right here each week. And we are going to do so while eating a little junk. So I've got my sour cream and onion chips here. And I, I went fancy today. I got Sonic, so I have a chicken strip sandwich oh, and cool. a root beer. Do y'all have Sonic nice. there? Uh, there's one or two where I am. Oh, okay. There, we're not, it's not a very popular chain here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Also, you <laughs> must know, I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan, started watching in 2007, and for the most part, watched it as it aired. And I have seen every episode countless times, but I did not watch the series when it originally aired. So, if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Okay, actually, Toby is MIA today. I think he and Noah are hanging out, so I am going to do the transitions as best as I can. So here we go. Um, let's start with a little... All right, so today, as mentioned, I have my friend Denise here. We actually did a Zoom collaboration before about the Monk reunion. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's on the Junk Monk YouTube channel. Also, I should mention that this episode is being recorded on Zoom, so there is a video of this episode if you want to check that out as well. But yeah, this is Denise's first time on our show, so welcome. Thank you for having me, Candice. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and also thanks to Noah for letting me co-host this in his place today. I have big shoes to fill, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. He'll appreciate that. Uh, so Denise is the founder of the group Tony Shalhoub Daily and TonyShalhoubDaily.com, which is focused on our favorite guy, Mr. Monk himself, Tony Shalhoub. So Denise, if you want to just tell us quickly about yourself a little bit and your group before we get started. Sure. Well, I'm here in New York. Um, I became a fan of Tony Shalhoub's in 2018. I guess you could say I am a fairly newbie Shalhoubi, and I just coined that. Um, my mom had stumbled upon Monk one day. She was watching it. Uh, she told me what a great show it was, and I was like, Monk? Isn't that the TV show about a guy in a monastery? You know, the, the title had always been misleading to me, uh, which is why I never watched it. Um, so anyway, she convinced me to watch uh, an episode the next time they were running a marathon, and I did. It was Mr. Monk Gets Stuck in Traffic, and I fell in love with it right away. Uh, then I began watching it whenever I could, albeit very out of order. Um, and then I began watching it on Prime uh, from the beginning, filling in the gaps for the episodes that I had missed. So I was actually exposed to Natalie before Sharona, uh, which may be why I favor Natalie a little bit. Oh. And when I got to season eight, uh, around the middle or so, I admit I skipped to the end because I had to see how everything ended, and I do not regret doing that. So... I remember Mr. Monk takes, watching Mr. Monk Takes His Medicine, which has now become my favorite episode. And the part where Adrian winks at Sharona is the exact moment that I fell in love with Tony Shalhoub. After that, I Googled everything that he had done, movies, TV shows, watched everything that was available. And unfortunately, he had already left the Broadway production of The Band's Visit, so I never got to see him on Broadway. But if he ever does a play again here in New York, I will definitely be there. People often ask me, you know, why Tony Shalhoub? And, you know, what 
what you have to realize is that when I discovered him, uh, he was doing Monk, and he was in his late 40s. I'm now in my mid-40s. So everything that I had watched was prior to that when he was even younger. And come on, let's face it. He was and still is a good-looking man. So it kind of be he kind of became my celebrity crush. And, you know, the more I got to know about him, the more I fell in love with him. And what has started as a celebrity crush has now turned into a sincere adoration for a wonderful human being. So that's why I started Tony Shalhoub Daily, so I could share that with other fans, because I know they're out there. Well, that's awesome. And I know that you work really hard on your stuff. So thank you. Uh, thank you for joining me today. And we are going to hear a little bit more about Denise later on during junk time. So get excited about that. <laughs> but right now, I am really excited to get started with this bonus episode. So today, we are talking about one of the greatest aspects of Monk, in my opinion, the summations. Of course, Monk is a dramedy, right? So it's a drama and it's a comedy. But above all else, it is a murder mystery. Yes. So... So um, the summations, of course, are the summaries of each case, and we see them in every episode. This is usually the point in the show where we see who done it, why, and how, or a combination of all three. Um, however, not every summation is created equal, and that is what Candace and I are going to be discussing today. All right, I think this will be the perfect time for another transition before we dig in. So here's what happened. So, we, of course, we, we always do that transition, so we couldn't do this episode without that. <laughs> Apparently, we had to do without Toby, but that's all right. <laughs> let's talk summations. All right, let's start with what is the, what's like the staple of a summation? Like, what do they most always have in them? What would you say? Nine out of ten times, I'd say they start with Adrian saying, here's what happened. Obviously. All right. Yes. They're usually in black and white. Most of the time when there is, you know, a full on summation, that's I would say that's especially going through these episodes, right? Like fast forwarding to the, you know, the end or uh, sometimes like the middle to end. Once you see the black and white part, that's where you stop and you push play, you know, go back a little bit. But that's this that's the staple of it from when we were, you know, studying up for this episode. So obviously there's that. Well, as I mentioned, it's usually usually told by Monk himself, but there have been cases where someone else either assisted him with that or, you know, did it there themselves. So I think we're going to touch on that a little bit later as well. That's true. Also, they're usually accurate, right? We've seen, mm -hmm. well, I know we'll touch on a little more, but someone says like, wait a second, he's, he's usually right. This is usually where we sum up the case because he's right. So usually mm -hmm. these summations are pretty accurate on point they usually contain the big clue where we find out who the killer is and possibly even the motive for what's going on if we didn't find that out already throughout the episode and then like i said i kind of said this before but they're usually at the end yes right yes Us usually, usually at the end all, all of this is usually uh, and there were a few episodes where there was no actual summation, like no, all the points that we just touched on, none of those were in there. It was, um, you know, we're seeing it happen as, as he's figuring it out, or um, he's just telling someone without it actually being a summation. It's just kind of like, you know, I know what I, we know, everybody knows, he knows, we know, it's just a matter of proving it or, you know, letting us see it as he's figuring it out, right. so... So um, there are quite a few of these episodes that, that deviate from the standard, right? Like we're discussing in all different kinds of ways. So we're going to go through 
a couple of different categories, highlighting those different types of summations. And then we're going to end with our favorites, draft pick style. And we also asked some of the fans out there what they, you know, their favorite summations were. So we will, we will reveal that at the end as well. Uh, before we get started, I do want to say that this is a bonus episode. It is not in keeping with the chronological order of episodes that we are going through, right? Noah and myself. So right now we're in season six. And this is going to address some things that are past season six, right? Because we're going to we're going to talk about every summation, not every summation, right? But everything was fair game except for the end. We're not going to talk about the very last episode. That's the only thing. I couldn't even, it was hard mm-hmm. enough to go past where we are now. I could not bring myself to, to watch Mr. Monk in the end. I was like, <laughs> nope, eh, eh, not doing it. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that one. But the, I, everything else is fair game. Mm-hmm. So I think we're good. Good to go. Are you ready to dig in? Let's do it. All right. Let's start with, let's start off with a bang. I want to start off with the funny ones. Perfect. That's good. Let's loosen it up. All <laughs> right. Okay. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Okay. So, um, Mr. Monk and the 12th Man. I thought that that summation was hysterical for two reasons. Um, and I think you may uh, agree with both of them, actually. Um First of all, they arrive at the killer's home at the end, and their Sharona is pissed off because <laughs> Kenny Shale, the guy who will be running for mayor possibly, you know, pissed her off and said that, you know, basically he only needed her to pick out his tie or whatever. So, <laughs> so she's pissed, and she's standing up against the car, you know, whining and banging the car and banging her feet and mumbling to herself. And, you know, Adrian is like, Sharona, you know, we're working here. <laughs> So I thought that was funny, but then at the same time, Randy drives up with Mrs. Ling, who owned the cleaners, and that's actually how Adrian was able to solve the case by figuring out that the shirt, the ripped shirt, you know, belonged to... The big clue. Yes, belonged to Mr. Babcock, and he knew it because of the stitching in the button, and Mrs. Ling drives up, and, you know, she's funny as hell from the first scene in the episode to the last yeah. um, and so I thought that that was one of the funniest summations and when Randy jumps in and says you know longest car ride ever oh well, yeah, that's, that's I just, forgot about that's that that's the, the icing that's on hilarious. the cake yeah <laughs> yeah that's hilarious <laughs> I like the irony that she is so annoyed by Monk yet Randy is so annoyed by her Right. I never really thought about that yeah. way, right? Yeah. That monk is the monk is the nuisance, but she's got her own her own little attitude. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I personally loved the Sharona bit that went through like the entire time cuz monk is just trying to tell a summation and he's trying to get the guy and she's just like, "Oh, what is she, she says like I don't like to curse, but she's just like, "Oh, that bastard." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, "Sharona, murderer what are you right. what are you doing and she like looks up at him she's like what <laughs> the attitude on her <laughs> she does not care she's like oh, i felt sorry for that stupid weasel can't believe i went out with him oh i love that that whole bit that just runs through there is so yep. funny yep. i love the Sharona. but mrs ling obviously she's she's hilarious too so our next episode would probably be okay. um dale the whale right very early on episode uh, it actually, it, it, I thought it was actually a pretty serious one as far as like Monk goes, but you can't deny that Randy's fat suit is 
hilarious. And and I think what's golden about this also is that it is at the very beginning of episode three. So those funny moments that happen really early on, it's like, again, it is a comedy, but the fact that Randy isn't a funny character at this point. He's a jerk. Right. So the fact that right. he waddles into the thing, he's like, <laughs> it is so funny. Because, you know what I mean? It's like Randy's not, Randy's a serious character, and it's not, it's not a, um, like an expected Randy bit at this point to do something silly like that. Absolutely. And so I love how he waddles in, and then, of course, you know, he stands on the chair pretty easily, but then he can't get back down because he's so fat and he's like falling over. It's it's hilarious. I love it. And then he just rolls around on the floor a little bit while like all the serious stuff is still going on around them. Like, you know, he's he's still you know catching the guy and still and Randy's just like oh. yeah, that is <laughs> so that's good. Really good. And then also when Monk, I think uh, Dale, you know, he's in bed obviously, and he's like. Uh, there's no prison that can hold me. And Monk says, there's very few shopping malls that can hold you. (laughs) So again, very serious, but even Monk gets that like one liner in. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And then Dale tries to reach out and kill him, but he falls just short because either his arms are just too short or he's just so fat that he can't stretch. And, Sharon was like, what's he doing? And he's like, I think he's trying to kill me. And then he looks back and he goes, wasn't much of a fight, was it? I mean, it's just he's classic. <sighs> so good. Just, that is really good. That is really good. Okay, so how about um, Mr. Munkett's Cabin Fever? Another one of my favorites. Randy and Adrian doing their summations simultaneously. And... Randy's telling the story about the so-called girlfriend that set him up with the fortune cookies, and Adrian's telling the story about the neighbor who killed her husband in the boat and made it look like an accident. And, I mean, they're just both going at the same time, and the sheriff or whoever, whoever he is turns to Leland and says, my head is spinning. Which one are you listening to? And Stottlemyre goes, neither. neither. <laughs> it's just... But, I mean, the the comedy in that, because, like... Monk and Randy are both like down on the floor because they're dodging bullets coming through the window and then all of a sudden they both pop up and they're like oh my god I've got it here's what happened and they just kind of both go at it and it was just it's really good and then you see like side by side on the screen the black and white of both of their stories was just really really entertaining yeah that was a good one I have Mr. Monk in the circus okay yes the clown absolutely the clown was too much I and that's the funny thing is I do not like clowns I've never liked clowns I don't think that they're funny and even like when I you know now I I've more like well versed with the episodes where I'm like oh yeah this is funny but circus I'm like oh I don't like clowns but this circus clown gets me every time because he's you know this is not the summation part but he starts by being funny when monk is on the phone yes. on the pay phone and then you know he's like and he's being all sad and then so later when he comes into the summation it's not so like random that there's a random you know what I mean a random clown they've kind of established before that he's the guy that's been miming everyone and it's Mm -hmm. so funny and you know Monk is like he's walking around and he's you know has his hands and he's you know talking to Natasha Lovada and he's pointing (laughs) his finger and he's walking and the clown comes up behind him and he's like like mimicking him and he does this with his finger like the shame on you 
And then Monk says, excuse me, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of summing up a case here. And the clown's just like, and walks off. And you think, and you think he's done. You think we're not going to see him anymore. Exactly. But he's not done. <laughs> yeah, and then Mug says, uh, everyone just accepted the fact that your foot was broken. And then so the clown's like, ooh, foot. And he comes up behind with his big shoe, and he's like, honk, and bends the shoe. It's so funny. It's it so good. It definitely is. So and good. then, of course, oh. you know, he comes up behind Stottlemyre. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's the last time, because then Stottlemyre... Well, I think Stottlemyre at one point says, hey, I am a, a police officer, knock it off, or something like that. And then the last time is when we actually see him being arrested. And then that's when hell breaks loose, and, you know, she kicks Adrian in the groin and takes off, and, you know, the rest is history, but... But, yeah. But I, I do love, too, when he walks up behind Stottlemyre, because he's like, knock it off, and then he walks... Or, he walks behind him with his hands on his hips and pulls up his pants like <laughs> It's so funny because it's like, again, Stottlemyre is a very straight man. Mm-hmm. And he's just, you know, casually like, well, you see, you know. Mm-hmm. And all serious. And the clown's like, every It's so good how he just took this, the most simple little mm-hmm. cop things that they were doing. And then at the end, he's like, all right, you're under arrest. And then the clown's like, waka, waka. <laughs> yes. And he's like, that's it. You're under arrest. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> it's like, buddy, you've been warned. How many warnings yeah. do you need? <laughs> so good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was That was. So you know, um, I always thought that it was cute and all, but actually discussing it with you right now, I, it's actually funnier than it has ever been to me. So thank you for that. <laughs> I can appreciate it much more now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I will say. That's what happens whenever you dissect the episodes like this, where things where you just kind of take them for what they are. Like, okay, when you discuss them and you dissect them a little bit, mm-hmm. you're like, it's a pretty good bit. Yeah. You know? Same thing with entire episodes. You do the same thing. That's not as bad as I thought it was when you, you know, right. Put a magnifying glass on it. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So I also had um, Mr. Monk goes to the office. I hear you chuckling. <laughs> I can't with this one. This one's too funny. Um, because, you know, he's about, he, he solves it in his mind, and then he's got to let Natalie in on it. So, you know, they're sitting in a public restaurant, and all of a sudden he, like, busts into, you know, <laughs> crazy man, like, with the face. And she's like, why are you talking like that? And he's like, because, you know, I, I forget exactly what he says, but um, first- she's like, oh, it looks, he says, yeah, the, sorry, the first thing he says is the hair in the soup. Yes, right. The hair in the yeah. soup, and, it's, and she's like, it's just celery or whatever. And then the guy... And she's like, the, the suit? And he's like, the suit! <laughs> and um, it's funny because he does that through basically the whole scene until he puts the menu up in front of him. Then you can tell that he's talking normal again. And then the menu goes down, and then he's got to hide it with the, the coffee cup. So, like, he's doing everything in his power. Meanwhile, it's none of that because the guy is sitting close enough that with his hearing aid, he could hear them anyway. So all that was all that was moot. He sees Natalie in the mirror. Was that what it was? Yeah, because he comes up. She gives him the menu, and then Natalie keeps talking normally, but there's a mirror behind her. And so she's like, right. oh, my gosh. Wait, like, and then when he walks up, she says, oh, my gosh, there's a mirror. I think he was reading my lips. I and do then remember he, she that. she says... And then when he walks up, she says, grab the gun, grab the gun. And he said, oh, I can hear you just fine. Okay. But that's after he walks up to their table. Yeah. So Natalie 
Natalie okay. spilled the beans on that one, but okay. that grinning summation is it is too much. I love oh how God. he emphasizes everything. He's like the soup, and he's like he saw something with a million dollars for mm-hmm. Warren Go. And she's like, Mr. Monk, you have to stop smiling like that. And he's like, it's okay. We don't think we're in love. <laughs> and she's like, you look like you were in an industrial accident. <laughs> you don't look like you're in love? <laughs> yep. Uh, but yes, that you're right how he good. emphasizes everything, like with his eyes and his face and his body, like throwing his whole body into it because he's trying to make her understand um, and I think it was pretty effective, actually. And, you know, kudos to Tony Shalhoub for doing such a great job with that, too, because that is not easy. But, um, I mean, as, as a viewer, I understood everything he said perfectly. So, obviously, he did a, a, a job well done. But um, Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. just one of the but funniest, in my opinion. It is. <clears throat> uh, I have Mr. Monk gets lotto fever. Okay. Mm-hmm. That one is... And it's really a bunch of Randy action because it's mostly very serious, right? Which we do know that, uh, like, Stoudemire was being framed, right? Or right. Was it, I guess Nat- Natalie, Natalie was being framed by Stoudemire getting the money and think that they were cheating, right? So Natalie has her own little, like, she's really, like, pissed in that one. But right. it's mostly the Randy action because he wants his phrase coined. He doesn't matter what phrase it is because the other that other lieutenant or uh, sergeant or somebody had stolen his line right. at the beginning of the episode. Like, hey, I, I said that. So now he's trying to get his line, you know, trademarked mm-hmm. in the department. And he's like, we've got your number. Numbers? We've got your numbers. And then he, sa- he also says, um, mm-hmm. that's the clue that capped the case because he's talking about the hat. And then, were they else? oh, because there's paint on the balls. Yep. And he's like, looks like you painted yourself into, into a, a corner. corner. Yep. So he just keeps going off with these one-liners. Yep. Did you have anything on that one? Uh, basically the same thing. Yeah, it was basically the same thing. Um, I had actually okay. forgotten about that one a little bit. But, yeah, throughout the whole summation, he's trying to get his catchphrases in there. And he's just like, you know. It's- Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing I had for this one was the... Because he keeps ripping into the captain. Because Randy's so mad that that guy got say. his hopes up. And he's like, this <laughs> man has nothing. His wife left him. His girlfriend is in jail. He's been living a ratty little condo. He's been staring at that same sad picture of a boat for 11 years. And you gave him hope. And you <laughs> yes. ripped his heart out. And he says, yep. for that, you will so burn good. in hell. I just, like, like. And Natalie says, that and homicide. That and homicide, right. It's like it was so overdramatic by Randy like that it wasn't necessary but it made the scene funny. That's why we're we're putting this as a funny summation because without that I think it would have just been, you know, your average summation but they had to do something to make it different to make it funny and I it definitely I mean Randy he's so good with that like that dry humor stuff. He's just he's, he's good at it. Yeah. Okay, so I also have um Mr. Monk takes Manhattan. Um, I love that while he's doing the summation, you know, we we start to see it, how it happened, and everything is fine and dandy, and then the next thing you know, uh, he lapses into, it was you, you, you filthy beast, or something like that, and then they come back to the live moment, and you see him basically scolding the guy who peed in the subway, and he calls him the urinator, and it's like, Dude, you're like about to get get this guy 
for, as Sharota said, <laughs> killing four people in cold blood. <laughs> and he's worried about the guy who peed in the subway. And then he mentions, you know, you're in the food industry, for God's sake, and, no. you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Sharona's like, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, they switch the codes, blah, 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 and whatever. Like, at that point, he's so disgusted that he doesn't even want to continue with the summation. He says it He says it just enough so that we know, but we don't yeah. see it. We don't see the black and white flashback because he's just so disgusted with that. Um, and then, you know, it's even funny at the end when, you know, Sherwood says to him, you know, Adrian, this guy killed four people with cold blood. This guy took a whiz in the subway. Who do you think we should arrest? And he hesitates. He hesitates to answer that, and I just think that that's fantastic. <laughs> what What do you have to add to that? You're You're, you're going down, Mr. P. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> he speeds up the summation, and it makes it funny, but also like the main point of this is to like get to work, Tennyson. So I thought it was also clever in a way how they mm. kind of sped up this case that Monk himself didn't care anything about. Because all he cared about was Trudy. So he's like, and there's a urinator now. So we'll speed this up and blah, 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 blah. So we can get to the good scene at the end. So that was kind of clever in, yes. in itself. Yes. The scene that, the good scene at the end that makes me cry every time. Oh, yeah. I cry Ugh. every time. Just, yeah. Wow. <laughs> For sure. We have Mr. Monk bumps his head, right? Also known yep. as the bee summation. <laughs> And we know he, he got out of the car because there was a bee in the car. One bee. One bee. One bee. One bee in the car. And that, that's <laughs> funny. That I know it's not the summation, but he's like, bang, 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 trying to get, that's really funny. Just take your shoe off and whack it up against the dashboard and you're done. Move on. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> he did. He, well, he actually did try to hit it with the newspaper. He tried the to newspaper. hit it the newspaper once yeah. and then, then it went. See, that's me. I will have... I'm like, okay, remain calm, have one plan of strategy, like one and done. I will hit this with the fly swatter and then we're good. But if it gets away, I'm like, boop, see ya. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because now I've made it angry. Yeah. <laughs> so you have one shot where it's happy and docile. Then the rest of the time it's fair game. So you're yes. like, yep, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's, that would be me. I mean, except for I wouldn't, I wouldn't go outside with a bunch of bees. Right. I wouldn't do that. But Pick no. your poison. Um, <laughs> Literally. Exa exactly. Ex exactly. <laughs> what, what else do I have? Oh, well, I mean, the fact that he gets out of the car and then there's bees mm -hmm. completely covering him. And what is it? Is it his brother that says there's a line that he says? Yes. Well, you know, first, Michael Shalhoub, who plays the beekeeper, Ned, mm -hmm. is trying to explain to him that, you know, they sense fear. And the, the more afraid you are, the sweeter you are to them. Yeah. So as the scene goes on, he's gradually getting more and more covered. And I think he has a line. At one point, the camera just goes right on Michael Shalhoub. And it says, sweet as candy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because at that point, it's going just... <laughs> That's that's a good one though. That is that's a good one. I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that one because I had forgotten about that too. Because he's yeah he's covered in bees and then <laughs> at I think it's towards the end of the scene or he says or the guy asks him what department are you in because yeah. you know he's he's solving the case because he's like here's what I here's what I think um, uh, and the guy says happened and he's mm -hmm. like yeah yeah happened that's it <laughs> so because you know he has amnesia or whatever right. and then so he's not with any department mm -hmm. he says i'm a roofer yeah. and so the guy's like oh 
And then Monk says, also, do you have a gun? And he just looks at him and he's like, can you kill me? Because <laughs> he's covered in bees. It's, it's so funny. Oh, and then the guy asks him, why didn't you stay in the car? Yes, he does. He said, there, there, there was, there was a, a bee in the in car. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Like, it's just, he's too much. That's pretty funny. Okay, so I also have um, Mr. Monk and the Miracle. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, the first, the very first time I watched that episode, I did not realize that Monk and Natalie were singing. I had, well, no, I, I'm lying. I knew it was them singing. I didn't know that it was them when that scene first started, that it was them in the Monk outfits going into the monastery. I did not, even when I saw them like fighting with each other before they actually go into the whatever it's called, where Leland is. I didn't realize, I, I just didn't put two and two together that, that it was them. So when they sat down and then they started singing, or chanting, I guess it would be, I lost it. I lost it. First of all, um, <laughs> Natalie um, should stick to acting because she's not a very good singer. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but she just did not do that part. Like, But I guess it was supposed to be funny, right? Or am I missing something with that? Um, okay, well, that's true. But also, we had uh, on our Did You Know episode where we talked about like Monk trivia and all of that, she said that Trailer Howard had said that the Kissing Fern scene was one of her least favorite episodes or scenes that she'd ever done mm -hmm. because of how much she hates singing. Mm. So she didn't want to sing like, we kiss on the Kissing Fern, baby. Mm. And the so she was like super plan. nervous. <laughs> exactly. So she was super nervous about that. So... It makes sense that, like, she is very well aware that she can't sing. Okay. So it is, it, is, it is sad in the sense that you're like, yeah, you can't sing, but also <laughs> self, you know, she's self-aware that she couldn't carry the tune. But it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny because Monk is like, he's like, oh, this is what happened. <laughs> and Natalie's like, he didn't go to the thing. <laughs> it's. Like, tone it down just a little bit. It's so you, good. I mean, you, it's yeah, so she good. was actually, um, well, obviously his voice would be deeper than hers, but she was very much more prominent than he was. He was a little bit more discreet, not discreet, but, you know, subtle about it or whatever. Yeah, he, but your, the point was to blend in. Exactly. To everybody chanting. Right. She's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, she definitely yeah. did not. But, I mean, I love her, but, you know, that was just... But I guess, you know, it added to the humor of the scene. But just the fact that they had them doing that um, and just the way... It was just so funny. So, so funny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I have Mr. Monk gets drunk. Oh, yes. Okay, I... I yeah. yeah, I did not touch on that, but yes. Okay. Yep, Mr. Monk gets drunk. Uh, there is really funny scenes. I mean, really funny scenes. The whole, th I say scenes because it, it's that long. one is so yeah. long and there's so much drunk monk in there that it is, it's like, there's, there's so many lines. Like you can't, I mean, I, I would obviously love to recite the whole thing, but I won't. Go right ahead um, if you want. But some of my, some of my favorite lines are when he, he's like, he sees the captain, he's like, Gabby. Captain Leland Stottlemyre, homicide. <laughs> and then he 
recognizes him again for the first time a few minutes later, but he, you just said hello to him, and you're like, Cappy, you made it! Oh. It's like, you just did that! <laughs> no, I, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I love when he calls them crinimals. <laughs> Look at these crinimals. They're all crinimals. And he's like, he picks up the lamp and he's like, look at him. Just look at him. That's probably my favorite. And he's like, uh, yeah. okay, maybe they don't look like criminals. <laughs> then he says, we're going to need a big old paddy wagon. <laughs> Who calls they it a... make paddy wagons? <laughs> what is a paddy wagon? <laughs> they still oh make God. paddy wagons. Um, and then uh, the last thing that I'll mention about this one, because it, uh, it's super funny he says here's what happened twice mm -hmm. he's like here's what happened i went to bed around 10 they were all still playing, playing poker. poker and then he like bends down or something and then he's like here's what happened i went to bed around 10 and they were all still playing the poker yes monk you just said that I like when he sits down next to uh, the woman who owns the place. I forgot her name, but uh, she, he, he sits down. And he's just like, <sighs> just like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's just so oh good. And then, at, and then at the end when, you know, uh, Leland smells the wine that Natalie's drinking and he goes, smells like aqua velva. And he's like, it's Agua Velva from the couch, like passed out, but just awake, just conscious enough to say, it's Agua Velva. <laughs> just that whole, you're right, it is, it's long. When I heard Natalie say she was going to have a heart attack. Natalie. That's, <laughs> like, good. That's good. Natalie. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, so um, how about Mr. Monk and the garbage strike? Classic. Now, in that one, we have a few summations. Yes. One of the three summations was funny. It was the Alice Cooper version when he's, you know, out there cleaning up the city one house at a time or one garbage bag at a time, and he's getting in and out of the truck, and he's telling Randy and Natalie and Leland what happened, and he takes out the flyer, and, and they're like, Alice Cooper? And then he's like, you know, he goes into the whole summation about how, you know, he, you know, how these rock stars, they love their antique chairs, and, you know, this was the antique wingback Cusack chair, and he's like so proud, and he's like, you know, just full speed ahead in the garbage truck, and like nothing is stopping him, and he really thinks he's going to clean up the entire city of San Francisco, which is hysterical in itself, but just that, that line, the way he says, antique wingback Cusack chair, I, that gets me every time. We have, you know, that one, and then obviously he does, after he goes to the fabrication room, he gets the clear head. And does he tell the summation in the fabrication room? Yes, because he says to Leland, I got it, here's what happened. And then he says, what really, really happened. happened with that little smile of his. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The Alice Cooper one is good. We've we've done that one quite a bit. One bag at a time, one truck at a time. I love how they're following him around and Randy is like trying to write it all down. Yeah. And Stalemire's like, okay, Randy, we're not writing down the Alice Cooper, you know, summation down. It's yeah, that one's really that one's really good. It's really good. Let's see, I have yeah. Mr. Monk. Let's do uh, Fight City Hall. Yes. He starts off with a good line, right? So this is in the in City Hall. They're at the you know the big intersection, so people can crowd around and watch. 
and they're going back in to vote on whether to keep the park or not. Well, actually, and, I think they had uh, already voted, and he won. So that's what makes it all even more oh. interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. And then uh, I just remember her, she was going to change her vote at the end. So that's why I got that mixed up. But that's a mm-hmm. good point. You know, who's, who's it missing? Is it a, a councilwoman or a judge or something that's missing? That's a good question. I thought it was a judge. It's someone who, ha- it's someone who had a pregnant assistant. Right. She needed her assistant's pee to be pregnant <laughs> pee. So she could trick right. her her boyfriend into mm-hmm. what, staying with her or something? Or I don't know. Well, I guess just thinking that she was pregnant and, right, probably okay. trapping So the reason I'm setting all this up, right, is because his first line is, she was your sex lover, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the whole rest of the summation is just monk. He's, it's like, it's, it's his great energy of excitement that he has won his parking garage and mm-hmm. he's like th- got that excitement, and then the, also that he solved the case, and then his passion about how dumb this woman is. So it's like elated and excited, and also like, can you believe this lady? She's have you ever tried to have a conversation with her? It's torture. <laughs> she is a moron. And then she's like, I think he calls her adult. adult. She's adult. <laughs> And she's like, did you just call me adult? Yeah, because sa- he, uh, he says, think about it. The victim was a well-educated professional woman. She was an adult. This woman, on the other hand, was adult. Adult? Adult. Adult? Adult. 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 The lady's just standing there like. Oh, my God. I can't believe he just said that. She's, she's, it is very funny, but she's not dumb enough that she doesn't know she's being called an idiot. So it's right, like, right. come on, monk. Mm-hmm. Like, you might have been able to get away with it, like, one time, and she would have been like... But don't press your luck. Like, wait, <laughs> wait a second, you know, and then forgotten about it. But that's he right. weaves that into every single thing that he says. He's a, She's a moron. Yes. Uh, basically says that her pregnant pee is the only reason that someone would want to hire her. Yes. <laughs> That's horrible. It's it horrible. is horrible. It's funny. Though. It I'm funny. changing my vote. She goes in, changes the vote. Well, you know, I mean, honestly, um, he got what he deserved, really, with that. But um, it was yeah. nice to see that they were naming the playground the Trudy Monk Playground. So that, that is true. And and also, it's like it sounds really harsh, but if you watch them in reverse order and you watch the summation, you're like, wow, that's really rude. Go back and watch the conversation <laughs> that they're having, and you're like. He's not wrong. Yes, that's true. <laughs> of course. I mean, Jeez. she was a moron. <laughs> she wasn't a pleasant person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. And, and uh, Mr. Mug and the Sleeping Suspect. Um, this one, I know it was funny. I remember laughing and saying how interesting it was, but I may need your help with the dialogue because I don't remember the word for word. But um, when they figure out what happens, with the ketchup bottles being a time-released, you know, method of whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually get someone from the U.S. Postal Service, and they're standing around the mailbox while Adrian is explaining... To meal Swarma. That's, that's it. Um, and, and, you know, he's assisting Adrian with, I guess, the logistics of the post office or whatever it might be, and, and just the way he says, you know, that... The, to meal, he says... You know, the, became the messenger of evil. <laughs> Unknowing, yeah. Unknowingly became the messenger of evil. 
Yeah. It's like we just wear like, a different shade of blue. <laughs> and Randy's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and Leela's like, no. <laughs> I mean, that was just so good. So good. Um, what yeah, else? What, yeah, yeah, what do you remember about that scene? Uh, he says, <laughs> uh, he said, it was a great plan, but by doing so, he violated two federal laws and a score, score. of postal regulations. Right, right. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Because he keeps interrupting. There's a similar one later where someone keeps interrupting. And this, I, it reminded me of this one, so it made me laugh even more. But he also says, because he's getting, you know, all fired up about it. And he's like, don't make waves, they said. Don't do this. Don't stir anything up. Everybody just wants to hit their, their 20, 20 and get, get out. out. Right. <laughs> yes. But the, the, the really good part was when, at the very end, when Adrian says that they've arranged you know, to go to the hospital that, you know, Brian Babbage woke up and they've arranged to go to the hospital, um, you know, or whatever. And he's like, oh, good. And he's like, not you, Tamil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, after all that, the poor guy can't even be in on the fun part. <laughs> I know. That's so true. Right? That's, that's true. Yeah, he says the messenger of Eagle and he says, who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Because he had cute. that slight uh, accent, which made it really, you know, like funny. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, he was, he, was, he was cute. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Definitely. Um, let's see. We have Mr. Monk goes camping. This is also also known as the, the bear summation. We have the bee summation. Now we have the bear summation, right? He takes uh, the guy's kid. He's trying to impress. He takes them camping. And what ha does, does the bear show up because that kid has a fish? I'm not sure. Because I noticed in the summation, the kid is holding a fish. He's holding that fish throughout and most so, of the episode. He was so proud that he caught it, and he didn't want to let it go. Even when the bad guys came and noticed that they used the shell casings, I guess for a, a hook or something, mm -hmm. um, he didn't want to mm -hmm. sell it to them. So the fish was, yeah, but it could be that's what um, attracted the bear to them. That that could definitely be. He's. I think it's the kid who says, like, tell him a story, tell him a story. And he's like okay, what story? And then he's like, okay, wait. And so he starts, he talks really calmly and starts saying the summation. He's like, here's what happened or something. And the, the bear's like, rah, and growls. Mm -hmm. And he's like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the bear knows what the hell he's saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I thought it was funny that after he goes through the, the entire summation, the bear was so bored that he just turned around and walked away. Like, yeah. it worked. It worked, but not for the reason that you would think it would work. Like, you're just literally calming the bear down and maybe, you know, distracting him and, you know, whatever. No, you bored him to death, and that's why he took off. <laughs> Which is exactly the opposite reason of why we listen to Monk, because we want to know mm -hmm. what happened. The bear's like, eh, I just exactly. wanted some fish. Right. I'm out, I'm out of here. <laughs> Definitely, definitely funny. Definitely. Do you have any more? Um, I have one more. Uh, Mr. Monk goes to Mexico. Yeah. And um, that one is funny because throughout the entire episode, you know, you see at the beginning when they first arrive in Mexico and they go through customs and everything, he's got like suitcases and suitcases of, you know, his Sierra Springs water and, you know, whatever else he's got. And then everything is stolen right out of the car in front of the hotel. So he goes the whole episode without eating or drinking anything because he can't find Sierra Springs. And the one or two times that he came close to getting Sierra Springs, someone beat him to it and it was the last one or whatever the, the case was. So 
um, I think it was three days that they were there, and by day three, he was like super parched, and you know his his uh, his voice was very hoarse and raspy. And for a split second, I said, "Well, gee, I wonder if Tony Shalhoub was really under the weather doing that episode because it was just so good the way he did it." And then I'm like, "Well, you know, I've I faked being sick to get out of work, so it's, it can't be that hard." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> done it once or twice in my life so um so yeah you know um by day three he's parched and then when he finally figures it out and he starts the summation he's doing it with that voice and he's like you know pack, pack your bags we're going home here's what happened blah, 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 blah. and he just goes through the whole thing with that parched voice and it just it makes it so much more funny and in a way I think as a viewer I'm like ah oh, thank God he could go home and drink now. You know, it's like, I don't even care what happened. You know, whatever happened, happened. But he could go home now and drink. So. I know, that's so true. Right? Uh, also, I feel like his, because he's come back from being wherever he He went to the train station and then someone mm-hmm. tried to kill him or something like that. And he mm-hmm. shows up all dirty. Mm-hmm. So he's already not wearing his own clothes. Right. And then he's all dirty. Right. And so, like, he's, you know, he's not super dirty, but they do a good job of, like, they crack his lips. Mm-hmm. Like, they make his lips look that way. Like so then makes it the voice and the cracked mm-hmm. lip mm-hmm. and the n- dirty slash, you know, not his clothes. It's just, like, he just starts selling the whole thing. And here's what happened. And it's it's really, really, it is really good acting. I mean, obviously, I just butchered that. I can't even, I can't do it. But <laughs> he does that, the whole scene like that, which is really good. Mm-hmm. A couple of lines that I liked from that one were, uh, he's, you know, telling Captain Madero and uh, Lieutenant Plato, you know, Dish. He tells them, two impossible murders, it's just not possible. <laughs> two impossible murders. <laughs> right. And, yeah, that's really good. And Oh, and by the way, did you know... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, did you notice that the Captain Madero and Lieutenant Plato had the same suits and ties and shirts that... Captain Sotomayor and Lieutenant Disher had on when they showed them in San Francisco, they mirrored the exact same wardrobe. Go back and watch it. I'm t- I swear, go back and watch it. Because um, the lieutenant, the Mexican lieutenant, had on a light beige suit, uh, like a very, very light beige suit with a blue, t- uh, blue shirt and a blue and beige kind of tie, which looked really nice. That's why it stood out to me. And then I was like, wait a minute. Randy wore that in an episode. And I literally went back, I rewound it, and I said, Oh my God! Randy has the same clothes on in the scene right before that in San Francisco. So go back and watch that. Just a little fun little fact for the viewers. So. That is, yeah, that is that is pretty good. I like that. Uh, the last thing I had about that was just the fact that you know the the fake Randy and the captain were uh, like obviously they're correlating, but I liked how they also correlated their like mesmerized by Monk and like mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And then, but also they also have their own clues. Like he's like, smell the curtain, smell it. And he's like, it's menthol. And he's like, who uses mentholated cream? And he's like, Dr. Madero. And so, you know, so it shows like, you know, they do that with Stottlemyre too. Like they use Monk, but they also have their own brains and they can put clues together. So I really liked that. But uh, yeah, they're getting out of Dodge and he's going to buy Sharona another hair dryer, which is like, Monk is going to buy her a hair dryer. Like he is desperate. He's I'll buy you a new one. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> that's that's true. He probably won't. So no. is that all you have? I think that's all the funny ones I have. Yep. Okay, next is uh, dramatic. Okay. Dramatic.
dramatic, dun, dramatic, dun. dramatic. But dramatic can mean anything okay. as far as uh, it can mean, you know, thrilling or suspenseful. It can be sad right. or emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also got in there some good gotcha moments, right? Because right? those are always mm-hmm. dramatic. Gotcha. Okay. So do you want to, you want to kick it off with some, maybe some sad? Sure. Okay. So sad. I liked for sad, Mr. Monk makes a friend. The entire episode, he believes that Hal Tucker, I think it was, is his friend. And that alone was sad because we as the viewers knew that he was not and we knew why and everything. Well, we didn't know why, why until a little bit later on, but we knew that it wasn't real. But what made the summation sad was the fact that as brilliant as he was being himself, Adrian, Mm -hmm. basically calling him out on it, as Hal is coming back to him, he's flip-flopping. So, like, Adrian will say, you know, you whatever. He'll accuse him of it, and he'll say, come on, age, you know, whatever. It's not like that. or what. I mean, I don't remember the exact dialogue, but, you know, he would, like, trick him again into thinking like no I am your friend you know and and he kept flip-flopping back and forth it was so heartbreaking to watch him go through that and all the while I'm sitting there going no 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 he's not your friend you know um and and that it was it was just it was sad it was sad yeah and and also like dramatic can mean you know sad or thrilling or whatever this one was it was arguably you know like suspenseful like Oh, he stole mm-hmm. the gun. Like, oh, good job, monk. You got him. But the overlying, you know, thing is that we knew that he was being taken advantage of. So no matter really what happened in this scene, it was like we still knew in the end that he wasn't going to have a friend anymore. And this was him realizing mm-hmm. that, again, whether he was manipulated into taking the gun back or not. Because if he hadn't got manipulated, he still would have had the gun on him. He still would have arrested him anyway. Right. So, and it did. It did just make it even more sad that you know he's like, "Come on, we can just go back to your apartment and polish some rocks." And hmm. it's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." And he's like, "Oh, you idiot! You're it's torture hanging out with you. You're the worst." Blah blah blah. And you're like, "Really? Did we have to go there? That's right. so sad." That like was he's really been through sad. enough. Yeah. Exactly. And you, yeah, because of you. Right. Yeah. That one is right. It's pretty sad. I agree. What about? Mr. Monk goes home again. Yes. That one, again, could be suspenseful, right? Mm-hmm. But Natalie and Monk are, like, legit crying. I think so. Yeah, they're legit crying. I mean, you know, acting crying, but they're, like... Right. They're good at it. I mean, that was it was good. There was no... Like, I'm not... I, I can't think of an episode in, you know, recent memory. You know, again, I haven't watched too much further episodes, but that Natalie is crying like that. And so it was a really interesting... Mm-hmm little you know piece to put in there because it's like she had been bonding with Ambrose that whole time uh, which makes her you know asking him asking him back out like at the end or whatever was really nice and so you know but it wasn't fake Mm -hmm. because she had been being nice to him the whole time and then whenever they're in the ambulance she she looks you know like she's genuinely crying for him that he's gonna die which obviously would be really sad but and you know of course Monk himself that's his brother so um, did you have anything about that one? It was, um, like, it felt real. It felt real. And then and then you get this weight lifted off your shoulders when they realize that, you know, the candy bar just tasted bad because it was expired. It was old. And that the poisonous one was still in circulation. And, like, it's like everybody was just like, 
oh my god and then they were just like laughing but like that that nervous laugh that like relieved laugh not like the funny haha laugh mm-hmm. just like that <laughs> you know kind of thing and like it was just it was like oh thank god you know like they went through all of this and he's going to be fine and you know whatever and it was just so it it was full of a lot of emotions it was it was sad it was you know uncertainty it was you know then relief and then you know just like happiness yeah. yes it was just so many emotions in that one I, I can't think of another summation that was full of that many emotions to be honest i can't off the top of my head i can't yeah you know it's a real it's a really good one and i i i mean that's you know one of our top episodes so far as we've been going through this so yeah really good episode and a really good summation to you know in that one so yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? I have one other one. Okay. Um, Mr. Mon- Mr. Monk and the Cobra. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's buried alive. It's sad for two reasons. Yeah. Because, number one, you don't know what's going to happen to him. But, obviously, you assume he's going to come out of it okay because the show must go on. Um, but, um, right. mostly... Uh-huh. Be- but yeah. that's true, though. The yep. suspense of that. Uh, but yeah. also... And, and how they're going to save him out of that. So, you know, the summation happens while he's buried alive, but there's also the backstory of them getting to him and saving him. So it's like a whole bunch of things going on at once there. And then the main part of that is him. I mean, I don't know if it's a, if it's a dream or a hallucination or whatever, but he's with Trudy and they're walking like in what almost looks like a, a Garden of Eden or a paradise or something. They make it very like heavenly I guess you could say because it's just you know fields of green grass and the kids running around playing I think it was soccer or whatever they were doing and it was just very like happy and everything was perfect and you know he's thinking back on you know that he should have said yes to her to having kids when she wanted them and you know all this stuff is going through his brain and his heart the summation kind of happens at the same time and it's like it's just there's just so much going on, and I just thought it was very well done. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that one is really sad because you know they're they're walking through that like angelic you know place, and he's telling her the summation, and then he starts running out of breath. Yeah, and he she, and she's like, it doesn't matter, you know, save your breath, save your breath, and is like holding him, and her, oh, it's I and that she tells him how proud she is, and I that just mm-hmm. and I will say that this is one of my least favorite episodes. Of the whole series and that mm-hmm. every time I watch that scene I cry and I'm like well mm-hmm. this is why I can't not watch this episode <laughs> yeah no I agree it's 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 down there way down there on my list of of ranking you know episodes um basically for the fact that he's buried alive and I, I just didn't find the episode as interesting as some of the others but yeah that scene the summation the buried alive that that just it's it's hard to get through even though it ends well it's really hard to get through if you are as invested in the show or in tony shalhoub as an actor or whatever that's hard to watch it's hard to get through. Mm-hmm. speaking of uh we were talking sad let's move to tortured <laughs> your favorite <laughs> so we're going from bad to worse is what you're saying <laughs> exactly um, we'll bring it around in well, a minute you know, but I, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to take the lead only because it's. this is going to be very, very simple. The Dentist. I have no idea what happens in that episode. I've seen it once, maybe twice. Did not pay attention to it. Cannot bear to watch Tony Shalhoub going through that. So I really have no idea. I couldn't tell you what happens, how the summation is. So it's all yours. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say that that was, besides the big reward, I think that was one of the, the most bottom episode of our season four countdown. Mm. Uh, so not one of our favorites, even though it does have the Randy Disher project in it, which is crazy yes. that it brings, yeah. you know, that doesn't bring it up a little bit more. Uh, but I will agree, Noah will too, that him being strapped in like that in the dentist chair and it's too much. But I will say that I did watch it, right? So that I, you know, I, I knew you weren't going to watch it. So I watched it. And uh, he does, thankfully, he does tell the summation before his mouth is open like that, which, okay. which honestly, I feel like is kind of, um, I feel like they shouldn't have done that. I feel like they should have let him tell the summation like that. You could understand what he was saying. And if they had flashed it on the screen, you know, he would have been able to understand he it. Would have known. I think it would have been a little more on the creative side if they had done it that way. Mm-hmm, uh, I agree. That's just a personal thing. But, but see, because now it's categorized under just tortured. Yeah, it's, it's, I will say there is right. a funny part though when, when John Favreau is about to drill him and he's like, please just wash your hands. Just wash your hands for the love of God. Dig into your heart and wash your hands. <laughs> and then the nurse is like, they do wash his hand. He does wash his hands on Marathon Man. Of course. And he's like, oh, okay. That's right. So that uh, there's there was a funny part in it, but yes, mm-hmm. for the most part, very tortured, very uncomfortable to watch. Can't watch it. So ne- let's do another tortured one. Okay. Not as bad in my opinion, but buried treasure. Okay, that that I can sit he's through. A, <laughs> yeah, he's you know he's not there against his uh, you know against his will. He's not there against his will, you know, so to speak. Uh, and he's got, you know, Troy Kroger with him. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, the worst, worst thing. And he has been buried alive before in a dark coffin. So not, again, not as bad, arguably, his situation. But he is tortured. And the way that it comes out is that Troy asks him, you know, like, calm down, calm down. You know, you were telling me, you know, like, what, what happened? And, you know, what happened with the bank robbery? And he's like okay, here's what happened, and then he calms down and tries to tell him and stuff. So, that I mean, that's basically what happens in that one. Short and sweet also, right? Because right. Um, mo- right. most of yeah, these really are, you know, just, just the situation that he is in, not necessarily anything else that's mm-hmm. going on around just his location or his, you know, situation, like I said. So Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. Okay, so Mr. Monk goes to the bank. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about that episode in general is that it starts out later in the story, and then we flash back to a couple of days prior, and then it ends back where it started in the present time. So it's like it's very, um, very well done in that sense. Um, but the summation, I believe, is done. He figures out what happens. The bank employee sees this on the closed circuit security camera, whatever, from another part of the bank. And she realizes that he knows, so now she's got to act and locks them all in the vault. So, but yeah, so so then the summation is done while he's like under duress, locked in a vault with his crew and, you know, and then just everything just kind of goes from there with how they're going to get out. I think that he might be crying in this one, I think. And if he's not, it's really Mm -hmm. sweet because I do know that Natalie is their girl sitting on the floor and he's slumped over, and his head is in her lap, which is interesting yeah. because that's how that... What, I can't remember what episode. If it's 
the one is it the very old man or something where they yeah. discuss how mm-hmm. the coffee yeah, table is crooked because Trudy puts her feet up and he puts his head down there. So um, that's interesting. It was sweet that yeah. they had them in a similar way, but and she's like rubbing his head and stuff. So interesting. I I thought he was gonna give her Trudy's bracelet for a split second. I said he's gonna let her have it because when he took it and he put it on her arm to show it to her. And she's oh. like, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, Mr. Monk. And I thought he was going to, like, give it. But I should have known better. For many reasons, he wasn't going to do that. So I should have known better. But for a split second, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Are you, I don't remember if we talked about this. Are you, are you a Natalie and Monk shipper? No, I'm not a shipper. I prefer Natalie over okay. Sharona, but I don't want to see, I did not want to see them in a relationship. Okay, me neither. So me, no. Me neither. Okay. We're on the same okay. page there. Not on the same page about Sharona and Natalie, but that's okay. Right, that's right. That's okay. <laughs> the last one that I have that is tortured would be Mr. Monk and the Badge. Yes. And that's, of course, when they're on the scaffolding. Yeah. That guy is evil. Evil. Some kind of evil. That's a good word for him. Yeah. There wasn't much um, content, I think, in that, but just like you said, the danger that he was in made it torturous. You know. Yeah. He does, though, whenever he starts uh, pushing the button to go up the scaffolding, he's like, so from here you'll break a leg. Yeah. From here you'd break your back. From here you'd break your neck. From yep. here you'd die or whatever. Yeah. that That's the torturous part, you know. Yeah. Yep. That guy was evil. So evil. And I'm afraid of heights, so I, I appreciate I that. Never, and I never, th- I never think of that guy as a, like, you know... Uh, like an iconic murderer, but mm-hmm. that's pretty evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. villainous. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so yep. we've done sad, we've done tortured. Let's do thrilling. You want to go yeah. first on this one? Uh, sure. We have stays in bed, right? Where Natalie is inside the murderer's house, um, which is not. I always have to mention this. Not a smart idea, Natalie. Don't know what you were thinking. But she went into the murderer's house by herself, and she's talking to Mr. Monk on the phone, and she drops it. Again, not a smart move, Natalie. She drops the phone in the middle of the room, and uh, Monk proceeds to tell the entire summation to the empty phone on the floor. And so, of course, the murderer walks in, picks up the phone, and then he tells it to the murderer. <laughs> so not, um, only, not only does he tell yeah. the murderer what he already knows, because he did it, but he tells him what evidence may have been left behind. And that's the part, I think, that killed me with that. He so. keeps he asks her for cough drops. Like, don't forget the cough drops. Don't, and this guy's like... But get out of there. What the? But don't forget the cough drops. But get out of there. <laughs> but bring me my cough drops. Uh, but you need to leave. But I need my cough drops. <laughs> Not the menthol ones. I forgot about that. That's good. That's good. Oh, uh, man. Of course, you know, Natalie calls, calls him from the landline. So he clicks over, and he's like, Natalie, I'm on the other line. I got to go, and then hangs up, and then he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> so that but definitely that, was thrilling. At that point, if I were Natalie, I would have just hightailed it out of there. I wouldn't have even, why are you picking up his landline and calling Monk again? Just get out. Get out. Or, get him his cough drops and tell him what happened. <laughs> she, she was just in too, she was too, in too deep, I think. Right. So one of them that I had was, um, which is my favorite episode, and that's not why I picked it, but Mr. Monk takes his medicine. Um, I think it was thrilling because it was almost like a car chase, but it wasn't a chase. They were just racing to get to the scene of the crime that was in progress, 
after they had discovered that it was going down at that moment. And um, just seeing Sharona with her scarf around her head like an old, you know, 50s kind of heroine or whatever. And she's, you know, they're racing and he's telling the story. He's doing the summation while she's speeding. And, you know, every other sentence in between is, you know, trolley, trolley, you know, and the red light, yeah. red light. And, you know, a stop sign is not a suggestion. And she's like, yes, it is. You know, and it's like he's trying to get blinker, 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 blinker. blinker. That one's good. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, he they there. They have Stottlemyre on the phone, too. And he's telling basically telling it to him, you know, what happened. And, you know, they and that's why he was shot, because they were just looking for any cop to shoot and. Blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it was really good because it was, like, exciting. It was like, like I said, it, it, it felt like a car chase, but they weren't chasing anyone. They were just in a rush to get to where they needed to be. And, like, it was thrilling. It was. It was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yep. That was a good one. Um, the last thrilling one that I had was Mr. Monk on the Run, part two. I watched it last night. And, of course, uh, Mr. Monk and Natalie are telling most of the summation to this gentleman who's in the parade, right? Because the mayor's going, and is it the mayor? The governor, I think. Or he's running? The governor. The governor, the governor. Uh, The governor's in the car, the, uh, you know, the the parade and going through, and they just run up to some random guy and start telling him, like, look, this is what's going on. Have you ever heard of so-and-so? Yeah, it's okay, I haven't either. And keeps going, and Natalie kind of, you know, tag teams, you know, that whole summation with him, but... Mm-hmm. The guy's just staring at them like, uh, okay, like, I don't understand what you want me to do. Uh, and then it zooms out and it says Italian police auxiliary. Right. And, like, their sign is in Italian or something. So he right. realized that so. he did not know anything that they were saying. Okay. So um, that is, it's pretty funny. But I will argue that that part is suspenseful as well because they're telling it in a really, really rushed you know, manner, and they're trying to say, like, you know, we've got to stop this parade. You have to stop this parade. This is why. Here's what happened. So um, that part. And then, of course, they continue on to discovering, like, the dog with the the choke. Not the choke. The, what is What are those called? The shock collar, I guess. Thank you. Yeah, shock yeah. collar. And he's like, Eureka. And they're like, oh, Eureka. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the last piece of the puzzle where he's still, he's kind of, you know, summating it to Natalie and saying, like, the dog collar, this and this and this. And so, yeah. Again, Mm -hmm. thrilling because he's got to get in the car to stop the governor from going across the banner and Mm -hmm. all of that. And not get caught by Sheriff Rollins because he's there and he recognized him. And I don't know if that happens right before or right after, but, you know, he says that man, that man is a wanted man. Arrest him. You know, so it's like, again, so many moving parts in that in that scene. And it's just that's that's what makes it so thrilling. That is true. All right. That's all I had for thrilling. Yeah, that's yeah, me too. The next thing would be gotcha moments. This is fun. I like this. This is a good, really good one. So do you want to start this one? I love, absolutely love this one. I get chills with this one. So when Mr. Monk goes back to school, you know, the whole thing leading up to it, you know, he tells him what happened, you know, and he says, but do you have proof or something like that? And Monk says, I don't, but you do. It's in your hands. And, you know, he's referring to the glasses, Beth Landau's glasses that were planted a couple of hours prior. That's how they caught him. That's how they got their proof. And, you know, throughout the entire episode, 
you know, this guy. And what, what was his name again? What was the character's name? The the killer. Oh, crap. It, it doesn't matter. I, I I just I wanted to refer to him properly, but that's okay. Um, but the you know the whole episode, he's he keeps telling Monk that you know it doesn't like basically in in a nutshell that you know it doesn't matter unless you can prove it. Nothing matters unless there's proof. He's he's a science teacher and nothing else matters. You know. So of course then at the end when he has nothing to say because he's been busted. Then Adrian comes back and says, you know, QED, uh, I think it's quote, Aram Demonstrata, thus it is proved. And he just walks away like a boss. I mean, it's like mic drop. It's like drop every mic that is, <laughs> because it was just, it was just like, mm, like, yeah, you son of a, mm. <laughs> like, you know, one of those things. It's just like, I had, I saw this episode, I watched it recently, one day last week, and Basically, you know, I just, I had it on just for company um, while I was doing stuff around the house, and I stopped what I was doing at the very end to come in and just watch that one part when he says, thus it is proved, and he just, like, the look on his face, he's just like, mm. and he just walks away, and every time I see it, I'm like, like a boss, yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was a very good gotcha moment. The next one I have is Mr. Muck and the Psychic. So this one is kind of a longer summation where it starts off with Stottlemyre, uh and, and Sharona and Monk down like by the like the crime scene. But the real gotcha moment of it is actually whenever they go to the killer's house and, you know, they have Dolly, the psychic, and uh, she's like trying to, you know, vibe where this uh, Ginny something, not Ginny um, Mandeville, that's a different character. No, Mandeville, that's character. the reward. Um, yeah, it's Ginny something. Yeah. And so they're trying to figure, you know, she's trying to vibe with her or whatever. And of course it's all a setup. The girl's really not dead, which is like the most elaborate thing ever that this mm -hmm. woman is painted up dead in a hole, which is really cool. But I, I love that monk starts trying to, I mean, he's baiting him and he's like, he's like, what, hey, how did she do this? And, and monk's like, she's psychic. She knows everything. And it's like, no, she's a fake. And monk's like, she's not a fake. Like, yes, yeah, she is. Well, she's found your wife's body. He's like, no, she didn't. I drove her there. And he's like, did you hear what he said? I'm sorry, you said, mm -hmm. you said what? He's like, I have nothing to say. And Monk's like, that's quite all right. You've said enough. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, Ooh, snap. snap. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. We, have so, we have so many alternative names for this segment. Like a boss. Uh -huh. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. That's a good one, too. <laughs> I like... Um, I like the the part earlier that you hit on, you know, the first part where it starts with Leland and Monk and Sharona down by the, the crime scene. And I, I like how Stoudemire tells asks Sharona to take a break, so she walks away. And then, you know, they get into it, and Monk is saying, well, you know, he couldn't do certain things. Like, what was she just going to say? Hey, you know, dig over there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had to arrange. Yep for someone to mm -hmm. find her. The way the way Monk says that, you know, that Harry Ashcombe had to arrange for someone to find her. It's like that that's the summation. I mean, he's telling us what Ashcombe did and how he did it and but like you said, it's it's a two-parter because it starts there with the actual, you know, what happened, but then it carries over because you know, Leland says, "Can you prove it?" and he goes, "You know, I'm going to need your help." And the next scene is the continuation of it where He's proving it, and he's actually telling the remainder of the story. So it's like, it's really, that was very well done, too, I think. And um, definitely a gotcha, like a boss, oh, snap. Yep. <laughs> definitely. Sure. Yeah, I like that one, too. 
So another one that I had on there was um, Mr. Monk is on the air. I loved this episode because Max Hudson deserved what he got in the end and ten times over. <laughs> number one, he killed his wife. But number two, just the way he treated Monk and, what, and the, the comment and the about Trudy with the... I, I don't even want to get into it. Those who've seen the show know exactly and those who haven't, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's just, it, that was just horrible yeah, what he did. Sure. And, you know, I, um, I love Steven Weber as an actor. I loved him with Tony Shalhoub on Wings. If those who haven't seen it should watch it. It's hilarious. But just, um, you know, the, the summation itself was just your average summation. But then when he says, you're not laughing out, are you? Yeah, welcome to the club. That was another, yeah. yeah. That was, for me, that was another like a boss moment. Mm, yep, it was, for sure. Um, see, the last gotcha moment that I have here is Mr. Muck and the Astronaut. Mm. This, this one stood out to me actually for the running summation, right? Because they figure out that it's about the doll and he's going to take the doll into the aircraft and drop it somewhere over the ocean or whatever. And right. Monk and Natalie are running through the air, air base and, you know, he finds the missiles and he starts messing with them. And she's like, Mr. Monk, what are you doing? And he's like... I don't know. Just help stop me. It's so bad. Um, it's like, for the love of God. Yeah, for the love of God, I don't know. Um, and yeah, so they just, they're running through. And um, I don't know if you remember the the gotcha moment a little bit better than I do. Is it he's in the aircraft? The astronaut is in the aircraft. Um, the, the gotcha mm -hmm. moment, if, we, if we're talking about the same thing, was the very end of that scene when... Um, the nose of the plane. I, I'm not sure what that was on the end, but it was definitely something pointy that could kill. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and it was, it literally stopped right in front of Monk's nose. And he mm -hmm. just stood there so confident and so brave. And again, it, it's similar to the on the air episode where all along this guy has been, you know, making fun of him and putting him down and, and taking away his confidence and making him feel, you know, less than whatever. He even, like Adrian says, you know, I'm not a man, I'm a wuss. I'm a muss, he says, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then at the end, when he's nose to nose with this thing, and it's just like he's like, you, you could see it in his face that he's upset, like he's almost on the verge of tears. He's nervous, he's scared, he's you know, whatever, but at the same time, he's he's proud and he's strong and he's, you know, relieved that it's probably over and then, you know, you just, the astronaut gets out of the, the plane and as he goes down, he just stops and looks at Monk and just, like, does one of these, like, you ended up being the better man, you know? Yeah, like a good um, acknowledgement that, like, you're more man than I thought you were. Because he also calls him a, fl a flincher. Right. At the beginning. Yeah. And so that's he right. doesn't flinch. Like, that's like the definition of non-flincher. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yes, that is. I didn't have any other ones for gotcha unless I missed something. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't either. Okay. All right. Let's get into creative ones. So creative. That's super fun. I mean, that obviously that can mean... Anything that's, you know, different, but, okay. but more so than different, it's actually a well, creative thing that the writers obviously thought of. You know that they go through these episodes and they're actively trying to find mm -hmm. ways to make these summations different than, 
let's all stand in a room while Monk says the, the, the here's what happened. Right. So yep. obviously we've already touched right. on some funny ones and some dramatic ones that obviously those are different in their own way. But you know that the writers went above and beyond on these ones in particular to say, like, look, here's what happened. Right. And so I'm excited for this one. And I, I have a lot in this one. I think this was my, uh, my biggest category. Yeah. Let's start with a mild one. Let's start with Mr. Monk in the election. <laughs> okay. So okay. this is obviously there in the parking lot. Was it Monk? Uh, he, he solved the case. Is that what he solves the case and they need to get his keys back. He solves it. Uh, to get Natalie's keys back. And so they're in this parking right. lot and these two jerks won't give the keys back unless they pay them their 10 bucks, which is understandable. But then again, it's a police emergency. I'm giving you my purse. And so Natalie swipes the keys and then they steal them back from her and they're playing keep away. I'm like, oh, oh, jumping up, jumping up. And she's like, dang it, really? Like, mm-hmm. guys, immature. And the monk is like, wait a second. Because it's been established <laughs> in the episode at the beginning that he was the master of keep uh-huh. away. Even though... I like when he's cracking his knees to get ready to go in. That that kills me. Yeah. And then so, uh, yeah, so then obviously they start playing keep away. Do you have anything about this one? It just... The part that I loved about that was as soon as he realizes what's going on, he's like, like, he's like looking into the clouds and it's like, he has this epiphany and he's like, oh, keep away. I mean, I, I exaggerated a little bit, but he's like, yeah, keep away. And it's like, you know, like I, it's my time to shine now, you know, that was cute. Again, something Monk is good at. So I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Another creative one I liked was Mr. Monk's 100th case. I love this one because he's doing a submit. Okay, so turns out that originally the case that we're seeing on this fake TV show in focus, um, he thought he had solved. And that was his 100th case, and that was what the big deal was about. But it turns out he was wrong. Well, partly right. Um, the first couple of murders were by this photographer person, but then the final woman was killed by Eric McCormick's character, the the host of In Focus. So, as he's watching this hundredth episode, this hundredth case show about him, he's realizing that something's not right. So now we're going to get a a, a new summation of the original summation, if you will. So it's funny because. There he is doing it on on the fake TV show that we're supposed to be watching. And he's doing his normal, you know, monk thing. And then live with everyone who's, you know, gathered for this big watch party or whatever, there he is doing it again. And it's funny because Randy's, you know, flavor of the week that's with him is, you know, she's sitting there and she's like, that is so trippy. And I was like, yeah, that is actually pretty trippy, you know? And it's yeah, just, that's what I was going to say. I was like, that's ironic that you don't know how to describe it because uh, I was going to say that's so trippy. Trippy. <laughs> trippy is a good word for it. Um, and I just like the fact that, you know, he, he was basically summizing, if, if that's the correct word, his own summation. So I thought that was pretty pretty cool and pretty creative. Yeah, that's definitely creative. What it's also has a little bit of funny parts when, you know, Stottlemyre doesn't really seem to care. He just wants to watch his basketball game. Like triple overtime, greatest game in the history of basketball, but whatever. And then you know, Monk starts. He's like, "Here, Natalie," and he's like, "Click, click the picture play button." And it, it's the play button. It's it should say play directly on or beneath the button. 
Um, and he's like, picture, like picture freezer, know. picture freezer, picture go back. So yeah, that's that's really funny. Picture go regular. Yeah. Yep. That's that's all. Just very creative. And then he he has another good. Uh, she was your sex mistress line <laughs> in there. And he loves then, uh, using that. Randy. And then Randy trying to make another catchphrase stick. The lipstick assassin. Oh yeah. It's like the cosmetic no, we're assassin. Not calling it that. He tried them all. Yeah. So, but yeah, very, uh, very trippy indeed. It is. It's that's it so is. good. That's it really so good. is. Uh, we have Mr. Monk and Vegas. Yeah. Mr. Monk goes to Vegas, playing blackjack. I love seeing Monk good at other stuff. You know, besides being a detective, and I also love playing blackjack. And I had an appreciation for the fact, although it's fake, right? But for the fact that he is playing multiple hands at a time. Me too. And I can only barely play one. Mm. And the math that is Mm -hmm. involved with hitting or staying and the odds, the fact that he's doing it four Mm -hmm. times and that he's counting the cards so he's actually winning. (laughs) No, he's not counting. He's remembering. (laughs) <laughs> okay, what is the difference? Because I'm not, I, I know I said I'm a gambler, but I mean, I play blackjack, but what is the difference between remembering the... Yeah, I don't know that there is one. I think they were just trying to make it funny, I think. I don't, I don't think there's a real... Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll, else I'll say about this one is that he had a couple of good lines, I thought. He says, 2,000 up, town and down, just keep it sassy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. I love, that's my favorite. Me neither, but I, I love, love it. it. And then he's like, come on, hit me. It's, so, it's good. Hit me and hit me. <laughs> yeah. Come yep. on. Yeah. So good. So one that I had uh, that I was thinking about is Mr. Monk and the Big Game. Ooh. that one, <laughs> that one, he basically, and I don't remember if he, yeah, he, he had to have just figured it out at that moment, um, but it was during Julie's basketball game. And he goes through it during a 30-second timeout. And it's funny because if you watch the clock running behind him and you listen to the summation, they really did use 30 seconds. Like, it wasn't like, there was nothing, like, doctored about it. It wasn't like, well, they implied that it was a 30-second timeout, but for the show, for the purpose of the show, it really took him, like, 42 seconds to do it. No, it was 30 seconds. I mean, they really, like, did it properly. It was, it was authentic. I thought that was very creative because you see this running clock behind him and, you know, he's telling you, and Nat, I believe Natalie is in the mascot costume or, and, and it's just, it, I, I thought it was very creative. It was different. It was very different than any other summation that we've seen. Yeah, I would, I would count this as a time where the, they're almost poking fun at a summation a little, you know, just a little bit where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but I've got, I, I've, I want to tell you the summation, but I'm coaching the girls, so I can't right now, but he's going to get away. And then he's like, okay, wait, time out. Mm-hmm. And he comes in, and they're like, you got 30 seconds. Okay, blah, 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 20 seconds, blah, 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 10 mm-hmm. seconds, blah, 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 okay, and done. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. it was and, really and good. And I think, yeah, and I think Noah pointed out that it was, um, they had smushed, like how our screens are right now, split. They had smushed it together uh, where the like the black and white was on one side and Monk was on the other side. Yes. Instead of like overlaying them, they squished theirs almost like they didn't know that they were going to put them next to each other when they shot it. 
because mm. they sque- you can tell everything is squeezed. It's not just like a nice picture. You're right. So I wonder if they oh, right. if they thought that that was important to show that continuity. That look, we're not cheating. He's actually telling this in thirty seconds. Yeah. So that was outstanding. That was good. But very good. very creative. Let's go with Little Monk. This was a Cute. good a good double summation. We've had you know a double summation already, but in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Randy and and Monk tell the other one at the same time, and this one like at the exact same time. This one is a double summation where they take turns telling it, and it they being Monk, present Monk, and Monk, little Monk from the past. So very creative, uh, just inherently, of, you know, obviously being in the past. Something else that's very creative is that they also have, not only is it from the past, right? Because they could have just, they could have just said, oh, look, this is little Monk, this is present Monk. They synced up everything. They synced up young Sherry, young Jimmy, little mm-hmm. Monk. The fact that he's saving her again. Right. The fact that the clues were all about the zeros. The both clues were about the zeros. Mm-hmm. And then... Which I make my zeros like that, too. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. I put a line through them. That's years of banking and, and accounting that I just... I do That's that. funny, yeah. because Noah said, my dad writes zeros like that. And I was like, no way. And he's mm. like, yeah. He's like, there's no way. Tons of people write zeros like that. And I argued with him. Yeah. So... No, I, I do. Will let, I will let him know that as well. That's yeah. funny. But yeah, and then she ends up giving him the same flower. Yes. At the end. Mind blown. Mind blown, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, that was very good. But I mean, I would I would love to have been in the writers' room when they were writing some of these episodes because they must have had a lot of fun doing it. I, I can only imagine how much fun. And how much did they how much did they um, struggle or are they just that good? You know what I mean? Um <laughs> Like wait, we could do this, we could do this, or oh, You know what I'm or if they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it all in. I'm going to say that they struggled, but only because they were that good. They probably struggled because they had too much good material that they didn't know what to cut out and what to keep. I, I That's just how I feel. But Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, they're outstanding. Prom- yeah. um, so how about Mr. Monk Falls in Love? That one, I don't, it's not one of my favorite episodes, but the summation stands out to me because... Um, the killer, and, and I, I don't remember her name, but um, it was the mother of the woman that Adrian had fancied throughout the episode. And um, it was different or unique to me because the killer, well, it was creative. It, it was creative in a sense that they had her basically confess to it, but in her native language, um, which I think for the, the show was a might have been a, a, a made-up uh, nationality that they had her. I don't remember. I think, I don't... It, was, I think it was Polish. Was it? Or maybe it was a made-up nationality. I think it, maybe it was a made-up nationality, but the language was Polish. Mm. Okay. I think. I honestly don't remember where I got that from, but I wrote it down. Okay. But I don't remember where I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so they had, um, they had her tell it in that language, so practically none of us understood, but we see the black-and-white flashback of what happened, so we know, and... I thought that was pretty creative because as far as I know, that was the only episode where the killer basically told it, you know, gave the summation themselves. So 
I mean, we've had we've seen instances where they confessed or they were set up and and caught, which we talked about. But this, she act she actually did the summation. Yeah, so. and and obviously, I think it's the most creative because of the the language barrier, but. Also, it was a very sweet episode, and you didn't need... There was no language barrier when they showed it on the screen, and the fact that the pieces had already kind of been laid out for you, I think, because the girl had confessed, right? Like, she had confessed, like, oh, I did it, I did it. And then so they were like, look, you are covering for your mother, and here we go. So instead of of her being the one that's in the cab, now the mother is in the cab. And so, yeah, is creative in that in that emotional way, and that the fact that you didn't need you didn't need her to be speaking English to get it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right. It's a good one. Exactly. All right, let's do um, Mr. Muck and the Rapper. Okay. Rapping summation. Yeah, that inherently clever, right? Mm-hmm. They've 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 had other guest stars. You know, they've had like Willie Nelson, Meatloaf. No one else has used their talents quite this way so i thought that in itself made it very creative um it i i would assume that snoop dogg wrote that rap but i couldn't tell you for certain that that's what i would think right he would probably wouldn't want to put his name on some you know weird rap that he didn't make up but also he didn't make up it's a jungle out there either so it's like but i also like this one because of its length It's 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 very entertaining and it's lengthy and like so much that you kind of immerse yourself into mm-hmm. it. It's not, it's not just like a one-liner, you know, or a couple of bars where he's just like, man, you got set up, man, you got set up, and then it's, you know what I mean? It's very like, here's what happened, and it shows, you know, it's exactly like a normal summation, but it's wrapped. Right. It's very good. Right. <laughs> it's very yeah. good. It's wrapped by, um, and, and it's told not by Monk and not by the guilty party. It's told by a third party, which is also very creative. Yep, that's true. Even the episode, the theme song, like you mentioned, that being wrapped so that at the end, that summation didn't come as a total shock, like, oh, what, now we're going to see, you know, Snoop do this? No, we already knew that he was going to have some kind of music involvement in this show. So, you know, here it is. So that was good, too. Yeah. Uh, So one of the other ones that I had was um, Mr. Monk and the Earthquake. Yep. I like that one. Because Another language one. In a way, yes. Yeah. In a, <laughs> in a, yes, in a way. Um, because you know he get he he you know he has that oh here's what happened moment and he's on the phone with Leland and he's telling him in the gibberish whatever that he lapsed into after the aftershock because we saw it earlier in the episode that. The earthquake caused, um, I, I guess, I think Kroger referred to it as a dissociative episode or something like that. And, you know, usually it goes away and blah, blah, blah. But um, the aftershock caused it to happen again at the precise moment when he was going to tell Leland what happened. So I thought that was really creative. That is definitely a point of creativity that, the, again, something that they talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. where he snaps out of it and then he snaps back into it right when he's going to tell it. So we get the famous gibberish summation. Yeah, that's it's that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have Mr. Monk takes a vacation. Mm-hmm. We have Detective Bronwyn, where she's kind of in on the explanation, too, as far as when they're actually talking about how the maids stole all the information and they're sitting mm-hmm. outside on the patio. So she gets a little bit in on it, too, which is a little different. But, of course, the creative part is the silent summation. Yeah. 
or they're going to leave and you know they what do they say like um goodbye Mr. Monk or something like that and they're all snooty about it and then they drive away mm. and then come back yeah and Monk is like I got it and he just walks over there and he shows the picture of the suitcases and he's like one two three and then he points to where they are now and points at the you know stage and he's like one two three four and so then the late those maids are like she's oh, right yeah. And then they're just like... Her body's <gasps> in the trunk. So, cr- very creative. Uh-huh. Yeah, that... Very creative. Um, Tony Shalhoub looks absolutely adorable in that episode. I <laughs> just figured I'd throw that in. Um, but, yeah, he... Uh, the way they did that was, like, no words needed. Like, they, they had set you up all along with the... You know, they kind of did the summation throughout with what happened, and, and the, it was just a matter of proving it. And then when he had a sew it all up at the end and finish his summation it was without words and it was just like it could also be like a gotcha that could also be like a gotcha like you didn't think you know you thought you were gonna come out of this you know and no nope, not gonna happen not with Adrian that's Monk around very true that's very true on that one uh so another one that I I uh I thought was very creative uh was Mr. Monk and the Kid I mean with Tommy doing that with you know like a storybook come on you can't get more creative than that that was yeah. really like so sweet and so good i would argue that that's one of the most creative summations i think i would agree yeah definitely and, and it's there's not much to it it's just he's telling it but instead of a black and white flashback it's a colorized cartoon storybook and you know, you see how how Tommy came into play with it too, and it was it was just really good. It was sweet. Yeah, and it's I mean, obviously I don't know what was actually in that book <laughs> because he was hold it was holding a book, so obviously right. the summation was not really inside that book. It had to be green screen, I assume. Yeah, or so, yeah, and so it was like, yeah. and those drawings were pretty dang accurate that you knew what yeah. was going on. Like absolutely like, drew drawing Mr. Monk drawing the girl what's the big deal the kid found a pinky and you're like oh kid found a pinky oh. so uh, yeah and of course it was like this was another one where it was maybe a little too for where it was creative more so creative but also sad oh absolutely was at the end mm-hmm. right he says oh, I have to and Mr. Monk realizes that he has to give up Tommy because he can't take care of himself mm, oh my god I know how do, do you, you not cry, cry every single time uh, like if, if that doesn't get you, like if that doesn't get you, then when he actually says goodbye to Tommy, you're like, okay, I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> if you're crying right. by then, you're sobbing by the. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> you're like, I, I can know. handle it this time. And you're like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my kidding. <laughs> but yeah, um, that, that can definitely be a twofer. Let's see. I have uh, Mr. Monk and his favorite show. Yeah. Right? He solved He solved the case. Again, the creative part for me would be that he solved the case while he's mm-hmm. knocked out. So he's in, he's in a dream, which is creative by itself. But then he's also on the set of a TV show, which is creative yeah. also. And then the fact that the child is playing the murderer. Like, you know, the child is playing the murderer because she is the murderer. Right. And the future is, again... Yep. 
And she's Very a clever. snotty little kid, by the way. So it's it's so appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, that one was really, that one had funny parts, too. He's like, you killed him. You set him up. And I just, I just love it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also says, this whole yeah. family is one girl. That's really good. <laughs> And the the silver the silver globe award, which there is no such thing, so that's what makes it funny too. It's the like golden it's, globe award. Does Tony have one of those? He's got one. Yes, yes, he has one golden globe, um, four SAG awards, four Emmys. The list goes on and on. A Tony, yeah, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> Tony for Tony. Actually, six SAG awards uh, if you account the ensemble ones that he won for the cast of Maisel. But that's that's for another podcast. <laughs> that's for another episode. <laughs> Uh, do you have any more creative? I think I had one more. So Mr. Monk and the Game Show. It's it's cool because he kind of figures out what's going on as the game is going on, uh, as you know, throughout the, the game. But then it's the how, I think, that he's trying to figure out. And then it's just like, oh, my God, I realized it, you know. And then the game, uh, similar to uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, has a phone-a-friend option for you know people who make it to the bonus round so he had to get into the bonus round so he had to step up his game so that he could do this phone a friend thing and um he actually calls val birch the the one who was it's funny because this one is also has like two stories it's the original it's First of all, he's called in to figure out how they're cheating, and that's what the uh, summation was kind of about. The aha for Adrian was at the very end when he says that he thinks they're guilty of more than just cheating. So, which I did, I did not realize when I had first gone through um, the episodes to prepare for this this show. Uh, yeah, it's he's so he's he figures out how they cheated, but then he realizes that there's more than just cheating, and that's what he kind of does in the summation and that's that's pretty cool that's uh, pretty nice. creative that is very i didn't even catch i didn't that. realize that so, at first yeah. either it actually just just dawned on me now <laughs> so oh, oh nice catch <laughs> thank you excellent catch <laughs> um i think that that is it i think what we're going to do here is actually take a little break And we're going to split this into two parts. So this is the end of part one. And then whenever you guys hop back on, we're going to get into some junk time. And you're not going to want to miss it because Denise is going to tell us about all the times that she has met a certain someone. And yeah, don't miss it. Come back for it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Harder Than Hard Hats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.